This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. God bless you. Amen. Let's stand together and pray. You may sit down. No. <laughs> Father, we thank you so much for your precious presence. Thank you for your grace. Our desire is to know you more intimately, to know your ways, to know your kingdom. And we recognize the only way to receive that is by your living word, revelation that you grant through your Holy Spirit. And so I'm so aware of that as I come today. I submit myself under your mighty hand. I want to be just as my Jesus said, only say what you've given me to say. And that by your grace, as I speak your word, it shall go forth with clarity and accuracy. You ignite it with your power, take it deep into the heart of every believer, causing faith to rise that dispels all fear. Minds are renewed to your word as understanding replaces confusion. I believe each and every one of us today are transformed from glory to glory. For this we give you alone the praise and honor in the name of Jesus. Family, if you're ready to receive, would you shout amen? Praise God as you're seated. Please open your Bible at the book of Hezekiah. Okay, you jumped into that one. Matthew chapter 6. We may talk about Hezekiah if we get there, but he didn't write a book. Any, not that we know of. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Ready? Read. Okay. You, you, you're taking up my time now. You do know that. I said, ready? Read. Seek first the kingdom of God. The kingdom is not a place. It's a system. The kingdom of heaven, heaven is a place. The kingdom of God is a method of operation. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things. His righteousness, the Amplified says, his way of doing things and doing it right. Find out how God does things, do them correctly, and all these things will be added to you. Will be. Now, family of God, the day you were born again, you were born into the wealthiest family that has ever existed in this universe. I thought you'd be more excited. I said you were born into the wealthiest family that has ever existed. Come on, give Jesus praise. And Jesus is telling us we have full access to everything that God has created. Understand this. God already existed in the realm of the Spirit. He had no need of anything else except one thing, to have a family. And He went about creating this entire system that we live in today for one purpose, and that His family would have a place to dwell in. Everything that's ever been created was never created for the devil. It was created with you in mind. Everything that exists in this planet was with you in mind. It's not there by accident. 
God placed it there for you and me to use while we are in this transition period before we enter into the fourth dimension. Dr. Yonggi Cho wrote a book many years ago, The Fourth Dimension. What do we mean by that? We are living in a three-dimensional world. This three-dimensional world is limited by space, time, and matter. They are all created entities. You can only run so fast. You can only jump so high. You can only go to a certain distance. Certain things only happen. If you start now, it'll end then. You can't go any quicker than that. There are certain things that are limiting the system. There's reasons behind that. I don't have time to get into all of that. But here's the thing. The day you're born again, you have access to the fourth dimension where time, space, matter cease to control you. Oh, come on. you got to give Jesus praise if you can get a hold of this. Look at Colossians chapter 1 verse 9. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. We ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and? See, that's fourth dimension. It's not the natural understanding. Spiritual understanding. Insight into this fourth dimension. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father. Now listen, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints? Where? In that fourth dimension. There are others that have left this earth that are already living in the fullness of that fourth dimension. But notice, we have the same access to it. Look at verse 13. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of His Son, uh, the forgiveness of His sins. Family of God, I want you to notice that you don't have to wait one day to get to enjoy the benefits of the realm of the Spirit. You're living in it now. Notice, He has qualified you. How? Well, we're hearing it from dad. It's through his mercy. He made a decision. He wants to give you access to the fourth dimension. Say that. I have access to the fourth dimension. It's already given to you. It's not something you can earn. Notice, we have inherited it. It's the inheritance. An inheritance is not something you work for. It is something that's received. See, when you are born again, you were born into a different system. Look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. God said, He saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil. Family, how many you recognize that hasn't changed? The man, woman that's not born again, their only intention is evil. That's what it says. No matter how much they try and postulate and try and look like they're good, the intent of the heart is still evil. Until it's born again, that's always going to be the case. Why? Because the enemy is the God of this world. Until we're born again, we are sons of the devil. But thank God you and I have been saved out of that. We've been transferred into God's kingdom. Come on, give him praise if you get a hold of that. 
And so the enemy is working to saturate this atmosphere, saturate this world with ideas that can make it very hard to have godly thoughts and ideas in that midst of that. The world system is working over time to remove and silence the word of God so that they can make their own laws. Have you noticed they are rewriting laws to legislate as legal sins? Have a look at Isaiah chapter 33, verse 22. The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. Hallelujah. Say this, God is the lawgiver. See, when God writes His laws, when He gives us His laws, it's not like He's some control freak, some, you know, narcissist that's trying to, you do it my way, otherwise I'll kill you. He wrote laws because that's how the system works. When God planted you in this earth, He sent you with a specific mission. Every one of us have a purpose. Someone says, but my parents said I was an accident. No, you weren't an accident. You surprised your parents, but God sent you here with a purpose. And just the same way when a manufacturer has a purpose, he designs that vehicle for that intent. If you want to race, you're going to have something like a, like a Porsche, a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, something like that. You want to plow a field, you want a tractor. You don't convert a tractor to race. You don't take a Porsche and put a plow behind it. You'll break it. You'll mess it up. You'll destroy it. God put you in that body. God created you male and female for a purpose. And he put you in a body. He didn't make a mistake. He knew what he was doing. And in here we go and cut it up and try and change it. You are damaging and destroying God's intent and destiny for your life. It's not about whether it's acceptance or all these things. It's about purpose, God's design, God's plan for your life. That's why there's so much heartache and so much problems and suicides because it's, it, it's an identity crisis. But once you discover who you are and who God's created you to be and you accept, I'm in this body for His purpose. Let me embrace it. I don't care how tall or short I am. I don't care what the color is. I don't care how curly or straight the hair is. I am reaching people that others will not and you'll reach people I will never get to. We're going to keep the Word of God as our law. How many of you say amen to that? And so the children of Israel had left Egypt, and they were ready to go into the promised land. How are you ready to take your promised land? Numbers chapter 13, verse 30, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, take possession, take possession. Why? For we are well able to overcome. Shout out, I am well able to overcome. And so what happened? The people rose against them. And they tried to stop them. And that's what happens. Even religion will try and stop you getting into what God has prepared and planned for you. Jesus said in Matthew 23, verse 13, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. You don't go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Can you imagine that? 
people come up and they say, well, we don't believe in that prosperity message. Well, that's fine. Enjoy brokenness if that's what you're choosing, but don't fight me trying to get it. Why are you trying to stop me? Oh, come on, get a hold of what I'm saying. Why would anyone try and block you from being healed? Why would anyone try and block you from speaking your heavenly language? Why? Because they're trying to keep you locked into this three-dimensional system. Family of God, those days are over. Oh, I thought I'd get a bigger shout. I said those days are over. Luke chapter 4, verse 5, the devil taking Jesus up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. The devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan. It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only will you serve. What's Jesus saying? We aim to do it God's way. We're not choosing an alternative. Jesus didn't get you, come here to be given something by the devil. He came to take it back. Family, we are not choosing sides. We are taking over. I said we're not choosing sides. We're taking over. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. He who sins is of the devil. The devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Why? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Suppose that leaves one question. Did he succeed? Did Jesus succeed? Did he succeed in destroying the works of the devil? Did he say, it is finished, now I hand you the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. In other words, what you operate in this third dimension of the world, the fourth dimension will back you up. Think about that for a moment. What's Jesus saying? I'm putting the whole of heaven on notice. Every angel that's available, be listening for the sons of God because when they speak, you are bound to make it happen. Say that Jesus handed me all the authority that he got back. Family, remember Matthew 8, 12 talks about taking it by force. The violent take it by force. This is a fight. I said, you understand it's a fight, and it's a fight of faith. It is a good fight of faith. Everybody say the good fight of faith. So Jesus brought the solution to man's problems. Now, too often we try and solve the problem by addressing it at the level of the problem. Family, we'll never solve spiritual problems with three-dimensional thinking. We have to start thinking outside of the, the, listen, if medical science could have solved cancer, it would have happened already. If political parties could bring peace just through a government ruling system, they've tried every available method of ruling man, all of them have failed. 
Poverty would be a thing of the past. There's more wealth in here than anybody ever needs, any individual. If you redistributed wealth, we'd all be millionaires, billionaires. Why is it that way? Because we're trying to solve four-dimensional problems with three-dimensional thinking. We have to start thinking outside of just this limited system. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us. As dad taught the other day, that power is dunamis. It's that ever-working presence of the Holy Spirit. God wants the system to work the way he designed it. And he's chosen to do it through you. Say, praise Jesus. Now, here's the thing. We can only receive to the level of the word that we know. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by. And hearing by the? Without faith it is? And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things? Whatever's in that fourth dimension already exists, but only faith can see it. Faith only comes by hearing the word. We will never be able to access what God has freely given until we know the word of God on the issue. Once you have the word of God on the issue, it is already yours. You have the freedom to access it. Hallelujah. Only what you see will be delivered to you. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, God told him, This book of the law, the word of God, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. How often? Sunday. Meditate in it? Day and night. Why? That you observe to do all that is according to that is written in it, then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Family, you can meditate yourself a new house. You can meditate yourself a new job. You can meditate yourself a new business. You can meditate yourself a new airplane. You can meditate yourself a new man. Okay, so we hit the mark there, didn't we? Now that's if you're unmarried, of course. But even if you're married, you can meditate the man that's right there to be, oh, come on. I'm a... See, instead of moaning and complaining about the one you married to, Start talking to that person the way you want them to be. Okay, I don't have time to go down that road. Stop pulling me there. Praise God. See, God gives Joshua strategy here. But he doesn't just give him strategy. He gives him the vision. Remember, just as they were about to go in, he said in Joshua chapter 6, verse 2, the Lord God said to Joshua, See, I've given you Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty man of valor. He didn't just say, I've given you the king. You need to see it. You need to see it. I'm speaking to you and I'm telling you what is yours. Family of God, if you find a promise in this word, its answer to you is yes and amen. God is not a respecter of man. And this thing about, well, you know, no is also an answer. I don't find a scripture for that. Because if there's a promise, the answer is only yes. And you may as well say amen. What I have found is that the answer is either instantaneous, there's your miracle, 
all God may say it's not time. There are things I needed and asked for, but it wasn't time for it. We want it yesterday. But every time it's been delivered, I go, that was right on time. And then there may be, I have something better for you. But God will never say no. He says, if you speak it, it's done. Come on, say amen. amen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. My God shall supply. How much? How much? What does all mean? Why? All your need. All your need. According to His riches, where? In glory by the anointed one, Jesus. Notice, it is in the realm of the fourth dimension. The realm of the Spirit. Now, I could keep saying Spirit, but we got locked into almost a religious thing. And that's why I'm using the term fourth dimension. I want you to start thinking outside of the limitations that we live in on this earth. This world system is set up to force people to keep coming back to the system. But you notice something about Jesus? He went around the system. Remember Genesis 26 when God created, uh, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God said he created man in his image. Let them have dominion. Verse 28, so God created them. And he said, and he blessed them. And God said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion. Now watch Jesus. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Say it's spoken. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along the boat, in the boat that he, as he was, and other little boats were also with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat. It was already filling, but he was in the stern asleep. Now, I've been in rough seas on a boat. There's no ways I could sleep, man. But yeah, Jesus is sleeping. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he arose and rebuked the wind, said to the sea, Peace, be still. The wind ceased. There was a great calm. And Jesus said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now, I wonder where Jesus got the idea that he could tell the sea to be still. You ever think about that? I mean, he just stood up. There's the sea in an uproar, and he just gets up and says, peace be still. Do you think he just decided that's something he can do? How many you understand? He said, I don't say anything unless I've heard my father say it. Didn't that, isn't that what he said? Well, watch this. Go to Psalm chapter 89. Look at verse 9. Read it out together. Ready? Read. Jesus read that. He said, my father can stop the sea. Therefore, so can I. So that day when he stood up and spoke to the sea, it was based on the scripture. 
it is written. He didn't just pull something out. He had received the word, meditated the word. He had obviously been through it. He knew the word spoke about him having control. He got, if God can control the sea, then so can I. And he stood up boldly that day knowing if his father can do it, it's in him. And he spoke and he told that sea to be still and it listened. The three-dimensional rules were bypassed in an instant. Yeah, but that was Jesus. Now, hang on now. Didn't Jesus say you would do the same works he did and greater? Did he say that? How about Jesus when, he, when they went out fishing? Remember he said, throw out your nets and catch? What happened? There were so many fish, they were diving into the nets and the net started to break. They called their neighbors. They came, filled their boats. The boats began to sink with the fish. Now, I have to ask you, where did those fish come from? I used to think that that lake is so big, there must have been a summons when Jesus spoke that all the fish from that lake came forward. But you understand that if that happened, if they got every boat available, they could have cleared out the last fish and there would be an end. But I also know from the Word of God that there is no end to what Jesus does. How you know God always does exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or think? Remember the widow woman that was pouring out oil? As long as there were pots, the oil kept flowing. When did the oil stop? On the last pot. Come on, the flour and the oil never emptied. Isn't that right? Well, where do fish come from? Don't think three-dimensionally. Because when God created the system, there were no fish in this planet, but there was water. And he spoke to the water, and he said, water, bring forth fish, and the water brought forth fish. Where did they come from? From the fourth dimension. I put it to you when Jesus said, catch fish. There were fish multiplying in there just instantaneously. They bypassed the system, and it overflowed the boat. Family of God, stop looking at your bank account. Stop looking at the loan. Stop looking at your salary. Stop looking at the limitations of what your boss tells you can do. Stop looking at your dress. Stop looking at the skin color. Stop looking at what your family told you. Stop looking at what history's told you. It's time to say, I'm no longer bound to the system. I'm going around the system. I know my Jesus and the word that he has given me. And if God has ever given me a promise, I'm never going to look at my limitations, my bank account, my strength, my ability. I'm speaking to that water. I'm speaking to that bank account. Dare to speak to your bills. Dare to speak to your marriage. Dare to speak to your business place. What is it that you desire? Dare to dream your biggest dream. You can never outdream God. You will never outthink God. And God's not limiting Himself. He's given you His system. He's given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. Family, be bold. How can someone say, sun stands still, moon stands still? You know what kind of physics have to be involved there to fling a system and, and, and just make sure that everything doesn't fall? off and go flying into different places that is a powerful word but released on the man that could say I'm not limited to the three dimensional world come on give your Jesus praise say I'm no longer limited shout it out loud I'm no longer limited I expect God's best I decree God's best 
Hallelujah. Come on, give your Jesus praise today. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.